either write something worth reading or do something worth writing. Benjamin Franklin history podcast where we set the historical record straight no matter who it might offend i'm paul and i hope your week's going well so far in previous episodes we've looked at a few figures from the founding era of america namely george washington and aaron burr as well as at the revolutionary war itself and whether america was actually founded as a christian nation in the future we'll be looking at more individuals from this crucial formative time in america But today, I want to pull back a little and debunk some myths about the Founding Fathers in general. Let's get started. One of the myths that is universally accepted as fact today is that Benjamin Franklin was an incorrigible womanizer, both in the United States and while in France, and that he fathered numerous illegitimate children, by some accounts as many as 13 of them. This one is most likely taken hold simply because we love stories about sex. We like pretty much anything involving sex, to be fair. And old Ben, the inventor, philosopher, and patriot, is just more interesting when you add sexual intrigue into the mix. There's just one problem. There is no actual support for this narrative about Franklin's sex life. In an era when everyone of any note, and many of no note whatsoever, kept a diary, published memoirs, and wrote letters like we sent text messages. Not one woman in either France or America mentions having bedded the famous man, and they would certainly have mentioned it. Franklin had numerous female friends and acquaintances, but there's not a shred of proof the relationships ever became romantic, let alone physical. This myth had clearly started to take hold early on, because not long after Benjamin Franklin's death, Thomas Jefferson wrote the following, quote, I have seen with extreme indignation the blasphemies lately vended against the memory of the father of American philosophy, but his memory will be preserved and venerated as long as the thunder of heaven shall be heard or feared, end quote. Now another myth about the founding fathers as evidenced by the very term we use for them, is that they were a monolithic group that worked together every step of the way in the founding of the nation, with major disagreements not beginning until after Washington's presidency and the rise of political parties. Now, there's no question that these men banded together before, during, and after the revolution to help create what we know today as the United States of America. They overcame obstacles, divisions, and personal grievances, and ultimately did what had to be done. It's a lesson that leaders today could learn from. But as is the case to this day, no group of people can function for long without issues cropping up, and theirs were as big as their personalities. First of all, they were by no means walking in lockstep regarding how the government of the new nation should function. Some, like Jefferson and the Democratic Republicans, wanted a weak federal government and more rights for the individual states. Alexander Hamilton and the Federalists thought just the opposite. 
seeing a strong central government as the only way forward for the new nation. Compromise ultimately settled the question, but not before much contentious debate among some towering figures who, contrary to this lockstep idea, pretty much hated each other. Jefferson and Hamilton, again, being the two most famous antagonists. While it's nice to think our founders were all of one mind, the truth is actually way more interesting. And political parties existed before Washington left office, which is why he railed against them. Finally, here's one we also pretty much accept without question. That Benjamin Franklin hated the bald eagle and wanted the turkey to be our national symbol. Now, in a letter to his daughter, Franklin did call the bald eagle a bird of bad moral character and said that the turkey was much more respectable. But the fact remains that Franklin's proposal for the Great Seal had no birds represented at all. His design featured a biblical scene featuring Moses and Pharaoh, a depiction that would likely cause much consternation today. And he wasn't alone in the imagery he chose. For his part, Thomas Jefferson wanted the Great Seal with a scene of the children of Israel along with two figures from Anglo-Saxon mythology, while John Adams actually wanted Hercules on the Great Seal. Ultimately, we ended up with the eagle, and everyone, then and now, was pretty much okay with that. Now let's wrap up this episode with a did-you-know moment that makes us revise the history of colonies and the young nation all the more. Delaware is rightly called the first state, as as it was the first state to ratify the new constitution. But they were actually not a colony at all, originally. From 1664 to 1776, Delaware was legally part of the Pennsylvania colony, was called the lower counties of the colony of Pennsylvania, and was overseen by the colonial governor of Pennsylvania. Not really about the founding fathers, I admit, but kind of cool nonetheless just to know that. So that's three big myths about the founding fathers, and one about a founding state, debunked. There are more, obviously, and some I have covered elsewhere, and some I will soon. In any case, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you're staying safe, and we'll see you again soon. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you found it both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to help us keep episodes like this coming, please consider clicking on the support this podcast link in the show notes. Thanks a lot.